Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the very first episode of Tales with me, S.A. Gandish. And in today's episode, we have very, very, very special guest. He's a YouTuber, a content creator, and a creative thinker. And he's been in this field of YouTube and making content for more than five years. And he's probably has a lot of experience in working out how to get the best content and how to deliver to people. So let me introduce to my very good friend of mine, Rohit. Welcome to the show, Rohit. It's a pleasure having you. Thank you, Gandish. I mean, this might be the first time you're introducing me so well in front of others. Kind of like an emotional moment for me as well. Uh, yeah, I understand. Probably rain today because I'm being so nice to you. So people should get it. <laughs> so that was just, he's been my friend for more than three years and we've known each other really well. So that's kind of a light moment we always share. We crack jokes about each other. We try to irritate basically. <laughs> that's what friends are there for. So before we go into this podcast or what we're going to do and discuss on this podcast, I would like to uh, say that I really bought Rohit into this podcast because I did my analysis and research on like people who watch YouTube, the age group or the audience or what YouTube, uh, who people who see YouTube. And I found that the people in the age group of 10 to 22 are mostly interested in YouTube. So I have this notion that if people are really interested in watching videos and getting entertained, probably they'll be more interested in probably even putting content and making videos for people. I don't know. So I thought, but a lot of people won't be able to do that due to many other factors. So basically, Rohit has been doing this YouTube thing, uh, being a content creator in YouTube for, for from his ninth grade almost, I believe so. So he knows a perfect idea on how to balance between the studies and all things as well as YouTube. So over to Rohit to tell us what he feels about YouTube and why he started being a content creator in YouTube and why did he choose YouTube when there were so many other content creating platforms. So Rohit, what do you have to say about that? Uh, okay, so to start off, I would like to say that um, there was there wasn't a lot of platforms for me to experiment on. Uh, but before that, let me tell you why I became a YouTuber, why I got into YouTube. So initially, uh, I think it was my ninth standard. No, it was my eighth standard. Eighth standard, we had this mini drama that was arranged in my class. And during that drama, we were supposed to make a group of five or six. And then we are we were supposed to uh, come up with a script and then come up with a drama on spot. We had like I think one or two hours to sit and discuss about the scripts and stuff. So we did, we discussed and then we came up with a drama and my class loved it. Okay. So at that point, I realized that I had a love towards drama. And then uh, coming on to ninth standard, we had this one assignment where we had to become an RJ in front of our class. Okay. RJ radio jockey in front of our class. And that also was a group assignment with three or four people. So uh, I, I was the RJ in my group. And then uh, we did this entire uh, radio jockey thing and people loved that as well. At that point, I realized that I was a good speaker as well. And then and I was good at speaking and I loved speaking. I loved um, uh, speaking. I loved being in front of a camera. I loved uh, acting and uh, obviously I love video editing as well. So uh, two of my friends, uh, I would like to mention the names as well because they yeah. uh, motivated me to become a YouTuber. Aditya and Kurva Sagar. Uh, these two and there are many others, Sanjay, Surya. There's so many people in my class. All of them uh, asked me to start experimenting something on YouTube. At that point, I had no idea there were YouTubers, there were people making content on YouTube. It was all very, uh, it was all very blank to me. So then uh, these people asked me to go on YouTube and then search about YouTube and then look at different YouTubers, watch them and then see if you can do, because you're you are interested in directing, you're interested in acting, you're interested in uh, video editing, definitely will be interested in YouTubing as well. And then I thought, okay, fine, I'll just go experiment. And then what I did was uh, I started out uh, with this two minute speech video. Now, 
I realized that I'm good at speaking and I knew why I'm good at speaking. I knew that we had to make some, uh, jot down some points and then we didn't have to buy hard stuff. We just had to go there, stand and then uh, th think about those points and then give out uh, speeches. So because of that, uh, I, I, I knew all these points. I wrote those points down and then I thought, okay, fine, I'll make a video. I'll make a video and then see how it comes. So the, I made a video and then I found the video to be pretty interesting because it wasn't lame. It wasn't cringe. At that point of time, okay, when I was in ninth, <laughs> right now, super cringe. But when I was in ninth, I understood that it wasn't cringe. So because of that, I made a video and then it was like a two minutes video on how to give a two minute speech. That's also a damn sake, right? Two minutes video on how to make two minutes speech. <laughs> yeah. And then after making that video, I thought, fine, I'll put it out on YouTube. Maybe some 20, 30 people watch. Some of my friends will watch. Some of them will, say, will laugh at it. Some of them will find it cringe. This is what I thought. And then I put the video out. Next day morning, I found nearly around 70 to 80 people who uh, watched my video. And uh, okay, in my class, there were like around 30, 40 people. And then decent, some 30 or 40 of my relatives would have watched. So I got some 70 to 80 videos, I mean views. And then when I went to my friends and I was like, see, I started a YouTube channel. Did you watch my video? It's all trending on YouTube. I got 70 to 80 views and stuff. <laughs> and that day when I came back from school, I, I saw that the video got more than 100 views. Oh. At that time, I realized that I didn't know more than 100 people in my life. <laughs> and I got more than 100 views. <laughs> and I got more than 100 views means, yeah, people are watching it. Okay, people have actually seen it. Some, someone other than my friends are watching it. And then days went by, I didn't put out any videos. And then maybe like after one or two months, no, no, one or two months, after like six or seven months, when I was in my 10th standard, I, I, this video, this two minutes video started getting some more views. It, it got right. like around, I think, 500, 600, 1000, 1000 to 2000 views. And then I'm like, wow, there's so many other people watching it. And many people commented. Some of them said it's cringe. Some of them said it's amazing. Some of them, I think some for some of them, it helped, helped them for their inter-school uh, speaking competition. Oh. I have no idea how it helped them. Right? But then, yeah, it helped them. <laughs> so because of that, um, yeah, after that came NTSE. And then during my NTSE, what happened was just uh, after my NTSE, before my NTSE, I went on YouTube and searched for a lot of videos okay, to uh, actually prepare for NTSE. And I found nothing. And then I thought, okay, fine. This can be my content for the next video because there's nothing on YouTube and I can probably share my thoughts on how to prepare for NTSC after preparing for NTSC. And I'm extremely smart. I didn't wait for the NTSC results to come out because people start asking on the comments, right? Did you pass now? So just after the NTSC, I made a video about NTSC and how to prepare for NTSC. And then I made like around seven to eight videos. And then I put that also out. So that I started out because my friends asked me to, and they believed in me and uh, I believed in myself. I started it out and then it worked out for me. So that's why I started with education because I didn't know anything at that point of time. I knew some stuff that I wanted to convey that through YouTube. So I made some videos and put it out. This is how I got into the field of YouTube, basically. Okay, like Rohit mentioned, he's really good at drama. He likes acting a lot. That's actually a very true statement because we have this club in our, Abhinay in our college. So that's a drama club. And Rohit has actually participated in every event and he's won in every single event. And right now he's a secretary of the club. So basically he runs the Abhinay club. So he's actually a really good uh, theater artist as such. And like I said, I mean, so basically your YouTube, <laughs> so basically your YouTube journey is all filled with experiences in life, not just you want to make content. This has happened through experience. Like you, you found out there was no NTSC video, so you made an NTSC video. So you just yeah. for two minutes speech before you gave the two minutes speech. So you, did you have any YouTuber as a person like, okay, he's making this kind of video. So let me also try to get in that mold of shape, get in that road of things. Did you have initially, did you have any one of them or did it change or did you have anyone in the future as such? So when I started out, like in my ninth and 10th standard, I had no one. Okay. I, I used to not look up into any YouTubers, nothing. I used to mind my own business, put out videos, uh, look at my friend's reaction and be happy. 
but then after putting out some videos i think after putting out like three or four videos uh, probably i think one was uh, ntsc one was two minute speech and one was some perfect time i regret putting the perfect timetable video because I, I i i myself didn't follow any timetable i just just yeah. thought fine and then i'm getting a lot of views i make one video and put it out so after making three or four such videos i started watching this uh, youtuber called logan paul you people know logan paul right so logan paul and then uh, there's another guy called uh, yeah exactly uh, and there's another guy called mo vlogs so mo vlogs and uh, logan paul actually inspired me to get into uh, vlogging okay the, i know i know there are many haters for mo vlogs and logan paul but then you have to actually uh, look at how uh, how much how, how hard working these people were because both of them used to put out videos on a very regular basis and for logan paul it was every single day for right. 365 days without skipping a day he he could make some entertainment video and put it out and people actually found it uh, nice or funny so that actually inspired me that okay. someone is ready to work hard for every single day and put out a vlog Right. right so because of that i realized that fine maybe and i have to try some entertainment videos as such cuz i am good in front of camera so why don't i use it for some something some sort of an entertainment video okay. so because of that i uh, got into vlogs slowly i got into vlogs uh, and then yeah and then that that was my inspiration point i mean one youtuber or two youtubers that i have actually uh, uh, watched and then got inspired that would be logan paul and more vlogs and now it has shifted to mark queens and the food ranger david gobrick so keep shifting So, like, does your YouTube channel have very specific genre? Or this is what we're going to cover in your channel, or is there a multitude of all all domains that are present in the world, or is just like one particular topic you want to focus on, or like is there something like that? So, uh, before when I started off my channel, you would have observed the pattern that I went with only educational videos initially. and after going with only education videos i i realized that i get stuck with only education videos on my channel so okay. because of that i said i said to myself why not try entertainment so because i don't want to get stuck with uh, education alone because education videos has a extent until which it can get subscribers and on top of that i don't want to become a professor on youtube that's one of the uh, blunt roots <laughs> and so because of that i jumped to entertainment and in entertainment i started with vlogs i went to challenges i did pranks i my aim through frostube is to make frostube an entertainment channel right okay. if anyone likes vlogs they can come and watch vlogs if anyone uh, any or any of them likes uh, challenge videos let, let them come and watch challenge videos if any of them like prank let them come and watch pranks okay. so it's it's a it's a like as you said it's a mix of all the genres it's not just one so you just want so all the age group of people to watch your videos basically like you say yeah. vlogs is basically watched by young people but mostly by the older generation of people older as in like people who are working in that working class of people put in better way and yeah. plus banks and all those kids and all will be watched by young people because they like they're more into these kind of naughtiness like pranks and all those stuff so basically that was the idea of covering all age group of people in your channel is that pretty saying Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to cover. I wanted to cover all the categories. But then one of the problems were that if you don't focus on one particular category on YouTube, YouTube does not recommend that category a lot. When they see that you're putting out different different contents, they don't know what to recommend. So once you start putting out vlogs consistently for three sixty five days, they know that you're going to put vlogs the three sixty sixth day as well. So because okay. of that, they can recommend those videos to people who watch vlogs. All But right. when you keep changing your genres, this 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 is one problem that can uh, come into uh, YouTube. Right, well, like I mean, YouTube, YouTube recommendation system is experience. something very very important. It's very, it's, I think, it's the main way of making up uh, those YouTubers famous with with the algorithms as such. So we'll discuss that later in the later stages. But you tell me, what's your what's the highest point you've hit in your YouTube journey, and what's the lowest point, and how do you react when you hit the highest journey, and what was your What was your thought when you hit the lowest point in your YouTube? Like, was there any, any lowest point also? 
uh, if I talk about my high points on my YouTube channel, firstly, starting off with uh, looking at my uh, video, my first video getting more than 100 views, knowing that I don't know more than 100 people, I didn't know more than 100 people at that time. Uh, and seeing that I got more than 100 views was super surprising and was, was one of the high points for me. And at that time, when you get so many views and you realize uh, not just your friends, but there are some random people watching your videos, you actually get really happy, right? You feel so happy that, Good. oh, wow, there are people who are actually recognizing my work. Even if it's like one or two views, there are someone recognizing my work. There's someone, there's someone. I mean, initially, that's what happens. Like, YouTubers don't expect for one million, two million. Exactly, exactly. exactly. person who you don't know watched your video and uh, come next day, he says, bye, bye, I've watched your video. Bye, bye, I've watched this video. Exactly. Exactly. Happiness for you. That's, yeah, that's my next point. The thing was, uh, in when I was, yeah, so uh, when... I think when I was going to one of my coaching institutes in my uh, 10th or 11th standard, uh, on my way, I was, I was riding my scooter and on my way, there was, this, there was this lady who jumped in front of me. She jumped in front of me and she was like, stop, 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 stop. So initially I got scared. I thought I, thought I hit someone or something happened. So then I stopped my scooter and then, I, uh, and then when I got down, she was like, oh, you are, you're FrostTube, right? I'm like, FrostTube, do you know me? She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah my friends uh, share, share one of your videos. I love your content and all of that. And then she, and then she left it. She just said that and then she left because, but then that one, that one conversation affected me so much because exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's the, that's a feeling. You feel like, oh, wow, there's someone, I mean, real life, real people are actually watching my videos until then it's just you, numbers to you. Did you make the decision of not going to coaching center, go back home, shoot one more video. Was that, was that, that could have been Oh yeah, actually. I, no, actually, I actually felt to stop it. I actually felt to stop going to coaching studio, go back home and continue only YouTube. <laughs> but that was not my choice. Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't do that. And that was that was one of the conversations. Again, when I was going for my uh, DL or something, I found one more guy who stopped me and he was like, my friend's 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 friend actually shared a video to me. So that video was yours. I remember seeing your face. So, and then I'm like, oh, okay, okay, thanks. So that was, that was some of my high points. And also the first time... Um, my video got monetized. Like initially, there was just 10,000 10, views as the uh, as the benchmark for uh, getting your channel to be monetized. Oh, yeah. So when I when initially when my channel got monetized, I was extremely happy because I, I I got to know that I'm going to earn money out of what to do. I mean, I'm going to earn money out of something that I love to do. Oh, yeah, so no, that's, 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 was, that's that a was, different level of happiness. Like it's just you can't uh, exactly. That. Huh. But then the thing was. Uh, I wasn't like, I wasn't like extremely happy or anything because I knew that, okay, sometime or the other, uh, I mean, see, first of all, you're going to get uh, how much ever you get. It's going to be like in paisas or in uh, rupees per month, maybe like 20 or 30 rupees initial, yeah. the initial stages. So after like one or two months, when uh, those people change the benchmark to 4,000 hours, of, not one or two months, I think after one year or something, after they change the benchmark to 4,000 hours of watch them and 1K subscribers, I didn't feel bad because I felt I didn't deserve it. Like, because I don't have a lot of subscribers, I didn't feel that, oh, okay, actually I deserved it and I didn't get it. That's not the, that's not the point because I had only 10,000 to 15,000 views and if I deserved it or not, it's, it's, it's another issue. But then, yeah, I didn't feel actually, I didn't feel bad because I wasn't expecting my channel to get monetized. I mean, so, yeah, you, okay. I mean, you also put out a video saying, like saying, uh, if you join YouTube, if you want to become a YouTuber or a content creator, if you think about the money aspect of it, you'll never, you'll be demotivated. So you just have to do it for oh, the yeah, love. Yeah. That's, that's very, very true. Like, or, like, did you experience something like that? Like, when, when for money, thinking, okay, I earn money or was it like, you only want to make content, make it, uh, make it engaging, make it entertaining for all the people who are watching your videos. So that was your main motive, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's what I actually keep telling in my vlogs as well. One of the things that I tell is if you're starting out your YouTube channel to earn money out of it, you're not going to survive. 
you're not going to survive probably you might put out five or six videos i've seen it i've seen people doing it yeah. and then failing probably people put out four or five videos then they realize that youtube is extremely hard you're not yeah. going to get anything out of it and then you quit some people go up to 20 30 videos and then they get demotivated and then they quit because sure. they know that your videos the videos are not getting famous and all the videos are not getting recommended sure. they start self doubting they they think that the videos are bad then they stop making videos because uh, their videos and their channel is not getting monetized so what the way i started making videos and i started putting out on uh, youtube was that uh, imagine i shoot a vlog today i put out the vlog on youtube tomorrow and then i don't check my views or uh, what count tomorrow what i do is i i try thinking about what i can shoot tomorrow and then i put out a video day after tomorrow so after probably uh, after probably like three or four three or four vlogs i go back to my youtube channel and check how many views i got and how many subscribers i got because that the thing is how many views or how many likes is not what matters to me what right. matters to me is to put videos out and then uh, uh, that satisfaction i get by shooting a video and then editing it and making putting all of that effort and then putting it out on youtube and then watching my own video True. watching my own video and then watching it and then uh, having an idea that okay fine this is good and then i can make it better in this way so when right. i when i learning from the video, video basically ha huh, learning from my video i learn from my video and then i note down points and then i improve in the next video this is what this is why i like youtube this is why i put out videos on youtube yeah because I, just for the fun of it that's it we both have seen a lot of people throughout like in our lives a lot of people start this youtube channel they put this five subs if i get five videos six videos As if in a light tone note, even I started YouTube channel in first year because over two years, bro, start a YouTube channel. <laughs> YouTube channel, and I'm like, I got eight subscribers because that was all fake accounts for mine. YouTube roads uh, two accounts. Then I didn't put any video. Then that account was history. I don't know whether that account exists or not. So it's basically if you no, it exists. It exists. I, I checked it. It exists. Oh, it exists. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so even that also taught me one thing. It's like. For namesake, if you do a thing, if you start and get into YouTube, is nothing. You have to have the love for putting out videos. If you need to have a, you need Definitely. to have some kind of respect for what YouTube is. Everybody can't get if everybody can get money out of YouTube putting their first video or second video, right? Everyone in the world would put uh, videos on YouTube. That would be a trend. So it's basically like you have to respect what YouTube is going to give it to you. You have to wait. You need to be patient. Is what I understood from the first channel I created, and from what door that we have been talking a lot. So that's really nice. So. Like, what do you think is your main, main quantity or main thing? Why videos are successful? Why the videos are reaching a lot of people? And what, what, what do you think is the main, most important component of it? Uh, most important component for your video to get recognized on YouTube. I, I wouldn't say there's something that's really important for your video to get recognized on YouTube, but that is one particular formula. And there are many people explaining one half of the formula, and there are some people explaining the other half of the formula. But I'll, I'll tell you very clearly what it is. it's basically having a balance between quantity and quality it's very simple having a balance between quantity and quality you put out a 7 minutes video but then you put out two videos a week that's more than enough or probably one video a week that's 7 minute video that's 7 minute video when you put out when you put it out on youtube then yeah. people watch it they must watch at least 5 to 6 minutes of that video all right so when you can maintain a quantity and quality for your video then 110% if you can put out if you be if you be consistent on youtube if you put out every uh, every week probably one or two videos and if people are watching it people are watching it in sense if your watch time is increasing okay. if people are actually staying for your video at least 50% of your video uh, continuously the thing is people have no patience nowadays they watch me probably like 30 seconds and then change they like scroll down they see some other better video they go to the you must right? not let them go to some exactly you must not let them go to some other video they must stay till the end of the video okay. or probably at least half of the video if okay. can, if you can make them stay till half of the video and okay. if you can put out videos consistently i can bet you within next 
probably three or four months of uploading videos, you will become famous on YouTube. There's no doubt about it. But to quality. achieve this, it's extremely hard. Yeah, you mentioned quality, right? Quality has like a lot of young YouTubers, like a lot of people who are entering YouTube, they won't be having a lot of financial backup to invest in a camera, invest in a good quality camera, mm-hmm. invest in a good software. Do you mean quality as in the yeah. video quality or the content quality? Or content we- quality. See, what I'm, what I'm referring with quality is, even if you don't have a camera, I don't care. Even if you don't have an editing software, it doesn't matter. Do you have a pen and paper? Yes, you have a pen and paper at least. If not pen, you have a pencil and paper. Take that pencil, take the paper, write down what you want to do, right? Jot down the points, understand what you're going to speak, prepare for it, and then take your, take your mobile phone, take a small camera, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is how much can you influence a person who's watching your video? Right. It doesn't need video editing at all. If you're trying to talk or trying to give out some information. Yeah. I think recently I watched a video where one guy explains what's a 4D plane or something on YouTube. The yeah. thing is, he, he started his explanation very directly by saying what's 1D, what's 2D, what's 3D. The way he explained everything was so so attractive that people actually watched till the end of the video. All That's right. why a video that was 11 years old, he put this video 11 years ago. All still right. these, this, this video gets... Only because his watch time was more. Only because he could make people stay to the end of the video. So you don't require anything. And that too, that video, you should have seen the video quality. It will be maximum 240p, not more than that. Because those were like really holding cameras. He didn't have any video editing, nothing. He just started his video, explained what's 1D, what's 2D, what's 3D, went to 4D. So you don't need anything at all. That's basically a proof of you don't need any video editing software or a camera to become famous on YouTube. I mean, like I can relate to this because of... Uh, I know one of a YouTuber, he's very, very popular, obviously, MKBHC, Marcus Brownlee. So he's basically in uh, US, he's a tech he's a tech geek. He likes all this technology and stuff. If you see his initial videos that were like, I think seven or eight years old, right? Yeah, yeah. He actually uh, vlogged through his webcam, the camera webcam. And camera webcam doors, there's like 0.2 or 0.3 megapixels, very less. Yeah. The quality was very bad. Yeah. But this content, what he tried to present, the way he presented, those things really mattered a lot. So what I feel in YouTube, initially when he's starting out, it doesn't matter what's the camera quality. It's just how you present yourself. Are you confident? It's just basically your soft skills that come into picture, right? So those are really... Yeah, it's just your soft skills. How... How well you present yourself in front of a screen. How well uh, you able to hold the audience uh, together for a very long time. That also matters a lot. Exactly. All right, exactly. Good. Exactly. Very cool. Like, so what, what do you think? How did you, because you are a solo YouTuber, like I mentioned, you never had like people coming and so telling you, I don't, I'll edit this for you. Don't, I'll do, I'll hold the camera for you. I'll write the script for you. You just go stand in front of the camera. Right? So how do you actually plan everything? Because it's not easy. One person doing five jobs at a time and putting out videos of it. On a consistent basis. So, how do you plan when you have to put a video out? Yeah. So, uh, I'll be extremely honest here. Okay. I mean, some some of them will just come in and then say that, ha, it's just an easy job. We just do stuff. Yeah. Nope. It's hard. <laughs> so, what happens here is if you're talking about educational videos and stuff, simple, just keep a camera in front of you. Uh, as I told you, write down some points on a wafer sheet. Remember those points, speak it out. It's over. It's very simple. Editing also might not be required if you don't make any mistakes. I mean, that's very rare, but then, yeah, that's why people use editing and then cut out those mistakes. Off. But if you're talking about vlogs, if you're talking about vlogs, what happens sometimes in a vlog is that you carry a camera, you start shooting. Sometimes you realize you don't even press the record button. You, you speak a lot. You say a lot. After that, you realize that you haven't recorded a part at all. So one of my vlogs, what happened was uh, like initially, I forgot to shoot the entire intro. And then when it came to, I think, uh, yeah, when it came to the afternoon part, I, I shot the entire afternoon part, evening footage and night footage and stuff. 
and then i had to put out the video at that that day's night okay that day night i had to put out a video right. and then while editing the video i realized that i didn't have the intro itself all right okay. and i can't make an intro at night because it should look like it was made in the morning true you understood right yeah, so, yeah. and what happened was see i could adjust i could adjust by putting out some lighting and then showing that it is morning and then shooting out some video and stuff that, that not would have worked but right. the problem was in that morning footage in that morning introduction i had given a small connection for the next footage Right, so okay. the next footage had had a bit of connection, uh, basically uh, showing some part where I'm standing or something like that. So okay. if I'm standing, I, I think I was standing in front of my car or something, and then talking about my car. So the right. next footage had something uh, starting off with my car. All so right. I couldn't remove that as well. So there was connection. So the right. entire connection, uh, what is that, broke, and then I couldn't put that video out itself All because right. I realized that if I, if I put the video out, it's going to be a less quality video, and I, I don't want that to go on my YouTube channel. Right. So basically, what I'm trying to say is that. there are so many things that come into picture when you are trying to shoot a video on your own uh, first of all if if you are a solo youtuber and you are trying to shoot a vlog there won't be people uh, to actually warn you that there are something something in the background or there's some the void noise disturbance or if there is uh, someone standing behind your camera and then peeking into your camera there won't be anyone to guide you uh, for to all of those parts in sense there won't be anyone to tell you to improve your video they won't be okay. shooting a video and then looking at the video and then telling you to improve it you just have to shoot it you'll have to watch it on your own you'll have to improve it on your own you have okay. to watch that video you have to say that okay fine there is someone here there's there's some background disturbance so i got to shoot that video again okay. what if you don't watch that video over oh, that footage is gone so okay. because of that you'll have to watch your own videos you have to verify your own videos and then you have to do all the procedure on your own yeah it should be and location just, exactly and sometimes what happens is you forget to shoot the thumbnail so your all thumbnail right. is missing and you can't go back and shoot your thumbnail all right. so all of these issue comes into vlogs but vlogs is at least fine when you come into skits you don't have anyone to stand and shoot your video you'll have to set the camera you'll sure. have to do one of your characters probably for like one or it takes around half an hour per character and then you have to shift you have to go change your costumes come back in front of your camera see the angle properly shoot that the entire character maybe sure. like if you have five characters it might take nearly around 4 hours to shoot the entire video after shooting the entire video it next takes around 3 hours to edit the video while editing the video you realize some of the dialogues were missing you got to go change your uh, dress you got to go and then shoot the character again so total it takes around 6 to 7 hours to finish the entire video itself all right yeah, i mean so yeah, again, that's a struggle that, that. that's a struggle of being a solo youtuber because you don't have anyone to support you yeah. so, like how did you overcome yeah, exactly how did you overcome all this like did you have to plan accordingly or did you, you just went with the flow of it like it's it's basically being patient don't see all these things are meant to happen it will definitely happen it'll happen for everyone all be right. patient tell yourself yeah it'll happen for everyone if i can what i can do is get angry about it chuck it and then just throw everything away yeah. or i can face the fact and face my problem solve my problem that's okay. what i did i just had a right mindset of trying to do everything see when i shoot an entire skit and realize one of the dialogues were missing okay. i can either say shit man this vlog is this vlog is gone i'll just throw this vlog i mean uh, the skit is gone i'll just throw this skit away I'll, i'm stopping youtube all right this one thing happen or i can go back change my costume make uh, finish the dialogue off put it back on my video and then see my video coming out well okay. so it's just Honestly. it's just about writing, having the right mindset All right. If you have the right mindset, you can overcome any of these challenges. There's nothing much to it. It is. Yeah, it's actually very important because being a solo YouTuber is not very easy because you have to plan everything, be patient. Even mistakes happen, but if you embrace it, if you see, make sure you don't repeat the same thing again. If you repeat the same thing again, it just piles up on the frustration that you won't be able to make complete video as such. So, like you started. And, and just to add, just to just to add one more point to it. one of the things that kept me going is that the fun of shooting videos is way more than these challenges 
the fun of shooting the videos is way more than having uh, being pissed off about some of the components of your videos so because of that i didn't actually find a problem that okay fine if there was a problem in my video as well no problem i just go shoot it again because i like shooting Alright, this yeah. is the main reason i tell that you need to love shooting your video and you you're not supposed to just shoot your video to put it out on youtube Alright, you yeah. must love being in front of camera or Alright. else you will face these problems and you get fed up and you won't shoot again i mean that's that's right so that you must uh, I mean, you've you've yeah. seen a lot of your, like people who started into YouTube on the sake of putting into YouTube just to get recognition. If you do that, it's not going to work. Yeah. You have to have, to have the uh, of a YouTube the way you need to do it, build it on that. Yeah. Like you started. But it's the, fun. It's extremely fun if you start. Exactly. Yes. I mean, I, I understand. It's really fun because right now you know I'm going to start fun. one, so you know it's it's obvious the planning part of it. Yeah. Really nice. So, and yeah. also, like, you started your journey five years before, right? So, what do you? How do you think your journey has been? Like, what what was uh, Rohit's life after before a YouTuber and after getting to YouTube? What is like? Is, have you seen oh. <laughs> value system or knowledge about people, like how to present yourself, or anything? Like, what's the significant change you've seen yourself? Has it made you a better person? Like, has has it made you a better person? Hundred and ten percent. The thing is, while you start putting out videos on YouTube, you get you your self confidence increases. you realize that you are not that see initially you feel that you're bad at something you're bad at being in front of camera you're bad at acting you're bad at editing but once you start putting out on uh, i mean videos on youtube and that that get uh, that get that gets some views and that gets some good comments you feel that okay fine i'm not bad after all <laughs> so i'm good i can put out some videos i i am good at i am i am good at i mean being in front of camera and then acting in front of camera so your self confidence increases 110% that has helped me a lot especially for public speaking the, initially i think when i was in like 7th or 8th uh, to be in front of an entire class and to speak i had a, a bit of problem but right. then like, bit of problem in sense everyone had right you will get yeah, nervous and like start shivering and all of that stage yeah. fear so, but then when i went uh, stage fear But then when I went to, I think in my uh, in my tenth standard, one of my my one of my sister's uh, functions were around I think one thousand no five hundred to thousand uh, people. I mean, yeah, you did a video about that. I was speaking of, in front of uh, five. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So in front of all of those people, I could speak confidently because I had. I had no stage fear at that point because I made so many videos and then I knew that okay fine I can speak I didn't have to have a self doubt and I am I one of the perspectives that you need to have during I mean understanding on a stage is that you're better than everyone who's sitting in front of you yeah. just think you're better than everyone who's sitting in front of you only right. when you think you're better than who everyone who's sitting in front of you they might you are, you are you may be the worst person uh, standing in that particular room everyone else might be way better than you but by just thinking that every, you are better I mean, than everyone the mentality everyone, matters like the mindset you lose, exactly, how do you go about it exactly you lose all the fear you feel that okay fine i'm i'm confident i can speak and i will speak that uh, that particular I, mentality like, comes into picture really all of this mind. was gotten from youtube yeah i feel if you have really a strong mind this automatically reflects how you value speak and how well you present yourself exactly so that's a really good yeah, yeah. data as well so so youtube has helped yeah. you make a better public speaker right yeah yeah true that that's a better public speaker better person uh, a better uh, a better normal speaker as well like oh, yeah. my my communication skills also have improved by just being on youtube yeah. for the past 5 years i know dear because we uh, normally usually we call me me and all get in the call we speak for one hour to us and basically his mom comes what are you doing why are you wasting time so we uh, we just have this really good uh, relationship with we yeah. keep to each other every time exactly so one yeah, yeah. like very interesting question or probably funny question like when you when you got this is shoot How did was 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 the what are people's reaction towards that thing? Like how what is this guy doing? Oh. Is he blabbering something or this? What what kind of reactions you can? How do you deal with those reactions as well? <laughs> reactions those are like extremely funny reactions. Yeah. So when you take a camera and then you start up with, hey, what's up, YouTube? This roll back to frost you. 
there will be people behind you like hey, what is this guy doing this a camera oh, he's shooting himself he's looking at himself also what's happening new sir reporter <laughs> this these will be the questions in the mind so because of that you first of all you you will you will be self conscious that okay you're fine you're shooting and then you're looking at yourself and you you got to improve and stuff and on top of that the people behind you judging you <laughs> so all together you feel so you you feel irritated you feel you feel self conscious conscious basically you okay. feel that okay fine uh, do i stop recording or do i continue recording or what am i doing with my life all these questions come to your come to your head but the only way to face it is just to ignore like um, just imagine again be, just imagine you're the best in the field imagine okay. you're an actor acting in that particular scene right. so uh, an actor while, while while he's acting in front of camera he doesn't care about people around him or what they say right so that particular mentality is all about mentality just to have the right mentality and then don't give a damn about these people see even if people are there behind you they're going to watch you shoot they're going to look at you they're going to laugh at you will you see that will you see that same person tomorrow no you're going to you're going to a different location even if you see you're not going to remember that person they are also not going to remember you true so because of that it's 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 all chill it's fine even if you go outside and if you shoot and if there are people judging you it's fine because they're not going to see you again that's oh. one of the mentality that i had actually kept while shooting in front of people Oh, okay. like, like, my one personal question for you: What's your fun part of this entire process of video making in YouTube? Is it the shooting part? Is it the video editing part? Is it the pre-production phase or is the post-production? Like after the YouTube is published, the video is published on YouTube, or the reactions of the video. What's your what's the most thing that keeps keeps you going? Ah, oh, I'm excited for this. I want to see what's going to happen. Like what what what? Oh thing? yes, I know. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, the thing is, if we're talking about stages. Okay, one of my most favorite stages about YouTubing is the pre-processing stage. Let me tell you why pre-processing stage. Initially, what do you have? You have some points. You have an idea about how how your video should look, and then you build upon those ideas, and you you will have an entire idea of how the video should come out. So if it's a skit, I know that okay, first I'm going to sit here. I'm going to shoot this character. I'm going to stand there. I'm going to shoot that character, and basically I'm going to shoot many characters like that. Put everything together, and then I'm going to form a skit. Right. when all of that ideas there are there in your mind you'll be super excited to get that get get that get those uh, what ideas into action and get those ideas into reality so basically pre processing is a dreaming stage you dream about something that has to come true and then the processing is basically a reality stage and once you finish editing and then once you watch that entire video right and then realizing that that particular video has come out the, uh, the same way that you have thought or probably not have not come out the same way that you have thought so that that pre processing stage of thinking about a idea or dreaming about an idea and then forming an entire video that is like my most favorite stage because you are trying to think and you are trying to imagine and that time you have no restriction you can imagine whatever you want and you can think whatever you want and then you can build a uh, build an entire video in your head and then and then the second most favorite stage of probably this might be my second most favorite the more the most favorite is once the entire video is edited watching your video and then seeing your hard work pay off oh, that yeah. is probably like the best feeling that you can that's, ever get that's about watching video and then exactly realizing that your dream that one dream that you had before starting of the video has come out to uh, be a, a reality and it has come out well as well True. when it comes out well yeah you feel happy when it comes out bad you are not that satisfied but then still you're happy because you put in uh, effort and awesome. you got a video done True. So yes. that's probably one of the best stages. I mean, that's really because again, the pre-production phase is very important because, like, I mean, even a, a recently a football manager, very popular one, Rad Flagg says, a good coach is a person who keeps his ideas and who has an idea how his team has to play in his mind, and he tries to exactly. have the same energy, same kind of tactics to his players, and that's when when they start improving, that the performance of the team improves a lot. So it's very important when you exactly. have a really good idea and put into his plates. It's a, it's a great it's actually a turnout. It'd be a really great uh, great thing to see. 
So before like, before we end this podcast, I have one more question for you. What were your low points in your YouTube phase? Like, let's touch upon that. So when people are aware, how what was a low point? What are the low points they can face while starting their journey, and how did you overcome those low points and such? Okay, uh, talking about low points. So initial stages, I didn't ha- actually have a problem in not getting a lot of views and stuff. Because obviously, you know that there are only 100 to 200 people watching and you expect only 100 to 200 people to watch. But later on, when you continuously put out videos, uh, okay, this happened after my education. After my education videos, when I started putting out entertainment videos, I observed that there were just 150 or 160 people continuously watching my video. So I put out videos every twice a week and I realized that there are just 160 people watching my video. Yeah. So see, the thing is, I will continuously put out videos. I have no problem because I like making videos. I will definitely put out videos. But then watching those videos get just 160 views and you are you have no idea where you're going wrong people right. are not commenting they're not telling you that your videos or uh, this part of your video is horrible or that part of your video is horrible and uh people are not people are not commenting on your videos itself they are they're just liking the video they're just disliking the video sometimes they don't do anything they sure. just leave the video as it is so you have no idea how to improve you just continuously put out videos the videos are just getting 160 to 150 i mean 150 to 160 views subscribers also not increasing much probably in a, uh, in a week three or four subscribers increase after all of this you see that okay how do i improve like what do i do next week how do i improve my videos you have no idea so that is that is one that's one of the low points but one of the uh, hardest stages or hardest parts of youtube are youtube comments okay to all the young creators out there who are watching our podcast the main reason, okay, the main reason I could keep making videos is because I ignored all of those uh, hate comments that I got on YouTube. I got a lot. I got a lot. I had like four or five people who targeted me every single video and then who used to hate me every time I put out uh, videos on the uh, channel. Uh, like if you go and watch my, I mean, look at some of my Instagram highlights. I think I've put some of the hate comments. Wait, there, I, I remember but then one, I haven't mentioned the names. I remember one first yeah. engineering, right? Yeah. Uh, you posted on a video and someone, I think just, just want to pull it leg. Like, so just commented, uh, you think you're a big YouTuber, come to the canteen, we'll see who's better, who's a better YouTuber. Oh, yes. Oh, I got a threat. Exactly. I got a threat from my own college uh, friends. I don't know. If, exactly. No, I think it, they are one of my uh, college friends itself or probably uh, one it's of my seniors. seniors. I'm not sure who it is. So basically, yeah. so they he told comes me, and shows it to me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> this is not, this is not good. <laughs> Exactly. Life like the day, I think uh, one day night, I think at around nine o'clock or 10 o'clock, right? Gandhish, I sent you that message. Yeah, he sent me the So message. the thing is, and I replied, bro, life of creators is not easy. So it's like, it was actually, I mean, you never know if, if the threat is a real threat or a fake one, because if it's fake, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. But if if exactly. it's a real threat, what's the guarantee? It's, like, it's fine. Yeah. The, the real threat is something because these yeah. kind of things really happen a lot. Of, not only in YouTube, any platform, you start something new, there'll be like, if there are two people trying to pull you up from giving you a hand to wake up, there'll be hundred people stop pulling you down, pulling you down. So it's very important. You ignore yeah. Exactly. Like one of the points that I want to add by what Gandhi told was, is basically there are people who are always there to pull you down. Okay. That's definitely see people who watch videos on YouTube are there to discourage you because they can't do anything. They want to discourage people who are doing stuff. That's always there. So what are you trying? I mean, I'm not saying all my viewers are like that. There are some people, maybe like one or two percent maximum. There are people like that and they will come and they will comment on your videos. That definitely happen. But majority of the people who watch your videos are people who like your videos and people who continuously come back to watch your videos. Think about it. Are you going to stop making videos for just that one or two, one or two person who's going to come and uh, hate on your channel? Or are you going to continue making videos for that 97 person who are actually watching your videos? There are people 
I just came into, uh, I mean, this, I actually realized this probably like two or three months back that there are people who watch my videos who don't actually like the video or, I mean, hit the like button in the video or, uh, or don't comment on my videos, but continuously come back for my videos. Like there are some people who, uh, I think one of my mom's friends or uh, son or someone, he, he comes to me, he's like, I think around seventh or eighth study, he comes to me and he was like, Anna, why did you upload a video in the last uh, three or four months? I'm like, dude, who are you? Like, I haven't seen your comment or uh, I, I don't even know that you actually watch my videos. Yeah. He's like, I just watch your videos. I usually don't like it or i don't uh, comment anything because i don't have an account but then i continuously keep watching your videos there are people like that there are people who support you but you won't know about them so just ignore these comments i mean it's very hard to ignore the comments but probably like the, the tactic that i use was just to uh, probably uh, think of a kid or a baby actually reading those comments to you what are you going to do maximum laugh right nothing more than that that's it just laugh yeah, at all of those comments read those comments and think um, Exactly. Think like a first standard or a second standard kid is reading those comments to you. Are you going to take it seriously? No, exactly. you're going to laugh at it. I mean, I remember, I remember one quote from Sachin Tendulkar. He says, when people throw stones at you, you take those stones and convert them into milestones. That's the same thing you have to do with all these. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like there's no, the, you, see, you can't go, because you don't know who these people are first place. If you can't go to this right. place, tell them, no, no, I'm doing good work. I, you can't just go convince them. It's very tough to convince people who have... That's, Basically, they they don't like yeah. your video just to create the hate they come. So you can't like, really yeah. read those people say you should not do this because they won't understand. They feel just doing exactly random people around they get happiness. You can't you can't go tell anything. Yeah. Whatever you tell, they never change. <laughs> It's just basic. Exactly. You can't. That's that's one more. That's one more thing, Gandhi. The thing is, when people comment on your videos, right? Only thing they want is your attention. Nothing true, true. more than that. They don't I care mean, if you if you actually get hurt or not. They want your attention. Only True. thing that you can give them is not give a shit about their comments. Exactly. Just continuously keep putting out videos and then don't give a damn about their comments. Keep putting if, out videos. If there are genuine people who like you, go ahead. Exactly. If genuine people who like your videos and who like who really appreciate the work you're doing, they'll obviously comment on every video. Then you understand, okay, this this person is genuine. Okay, we can trust huh. them. Like, and, and yeah, a lot comment back to that. that. Yeah, mind that comments. Exactly. Mind, like mind that, that comments. Comment back. Yeah, I mean, see, they might give, uh, they might you know, review. We say it's a really good way. They they get they criticize the video, but those criticisms are constructive. They tell buyer you can make the video quality a little better or something. I mean, those are like understandable. But people who exactly. really want to spread, exactly. I mean, a few comments that I read on yours, out of nowhere, no context. Your 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 video is about something else. Context is about something else. It's, it's just totally two different things. It doesn't even make sense. So I was like, wow. Exactly. The creator's life is not easy. Just, just, if you just think it's about just holding a camera and speaking, it's not. It's more than that. That's what I want to say. About this. That's all. See, like one more thing. I'll tell you how evidently these hate comments are actually not hate comments. I'll tell you how evident it is. The thread that Gandhi was talking about, the thread uh, read like this. It was it's some. It was something like this. I don't remember exactly. It was that basically, if you don't shut down your channel, I'll give you four days. If you don't shut down your channel in those next four days, I'm uh, we'll we'll have a good meet in the uh, canteen or something like that. I waited for four days. I mean, I waited for three days. Uh, all the three days, I went to the canteen also. I wanted to see who that person yeah, we was. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't come to the canteen. Fourth day, he deleted his comment. This huh. is how, this is, this is what these people, they just try to take you down. They have yeah. no guts when it comes to real life. So, so because I mean, of that, don't give a damn about these comments. There are so many people who love your videos. There's so I mean, many exactly. who genuinely like your videos will come back to your videos. I mean, exactly. Like, you, be, right. you, won't, like, you won't realize how many people like your videos right now. But when you consistently put for like two years, like two and a half years, when the reach and the growth subscribers come increases, the view count increases. Exactly. And I understand whatever, you, whatever hardships you face initially, it's just nothing. Now you're just happy. Exactly. If there are a thousand people who like your comments, there'll be two people who will. Will you stop putting videos for those two people or you keep putting videos for those thousand people who actually like your video? It's, it's just it's just number games and it's your mindset if you want to put a video or not. It's all about that. Yeah, exactly. That's it. 
and also if i talk about lows there are obviously there are a lot of uh, stages that you feel low you feel like giving up but then you keep going why because you love making videos that's yeah. the entire point don't also don't ever think youtube as your career option it can be a career option in the future but don't ever keep youtube as a career option you got to keep youtube as a hobby probably in the future see i know that okay fine i'm good at youtube i'm getting some subscribers i'm getting some views even if you're getting all of it imagine you're getting around 24 lakhs per annum okay i don't care how much ever you get don't keep youtube as a career because let me be very clear Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure how uh, how valid a statement this is, but I've heard some YouTubers say that the respect YouTubers get in the society is probably at the end uh, after actors and after media and after people who actually uh, work hard in that industry. So yeah. yeah, obviously YouTube also requires a lot of hard work, but the respect that you get in a, uh, get in your uh, society is not much being a YouTuber. And and that's I think it's true in India. I'm not sure about it. I'm not saying it's hundred percent true, but this is the reason I'm telling you not to keep YouTube as your Uh, as your final career option, I mean, it's also but if it gets you a lot of money, and it's not practical. It's not practical enough. And you, you can't say what happens on YouTube. Unless you're not being committed to put videos on a regular basis every day, and if you're able exactly. to get more subscribers, more views, then if you if you feel okay at this point of time, I'm earning this much amount of money. If you look if five years from now, six years from now, if you have planned whether YouTube is enough for you to provide uh, enough money. Give you financial. Yeah, exactly. Those perspectives, and as well as I mean, any creator in the world, any body in the any creator requires a basic recognition. And if you try to demoralize them, as though there's no point in even putting even how much of effort you put is no use. So I'm not talking about recognition yes. in different stages and all, but when you go further in your YouTube career, like within when you have a lot of subscribers of say what one lakh, two lakh, you need a basic recognition. At least people will know. Okay, your work is getting appreciated. A lot of people are seeing. So that's very, very important. So, like Rohit said, is very very valid point. Like, so keep it as your main. And also, one of the one of the main points that I wanted to add, Gandesh, is that uh, when you come back, when you take YouTube as your career option in the future, right now, don't I'm, I'm, I'm telling you people not to aim right now. Probably it can be a career option in the future because you're getting a lot from YouTube. You're happy with it. You're making your videos, and you don't give a damn about society. Definitely, who gives gives a damn about society? But if you're not giving a damn about society, you're getting a lot from YouTube, and uh, and uh, you're, yeah, you're getting a lot from YouTube. And you're happy making a content. You can take it as a career option, but still there is a risk that YouTube, a YouTube platform, is an online platform and can get shut. That see YouTube, Google, they are all really famous platforms, but you have no guarantee what can happen in the future. I mean, yeah, There's no guarantee what can happen in the future. Like, you it's not a very secure, secure place. It's, it's all about risk. It's like it's like a stock market. Exactly. One day it's up, one day it's down. It's all about that. So if, if be very calculative. Yeah. I mean, you need to see other career options. You need to see parallel, see what else, what else can work. Probably start different different activities or work. So, okay. So, Rohit, you end this podcast with one advice to all aspiring young YouTube creators. Then this podcast with them. Uh, okay. Some so, advice or yeah, first of all, I'm yeah. First of all, I'm not a big YouTuber. Uh, I mean, uh, th- that big of a YouTuber to give you people actual valid uh, advices. But if I have to actually, I mean, after if I have to actually tell you people, if I have to actually give you some some advice on YouTube, it's basically that there is no winning strategy on YouTube. The only thing that you can do is not lose on YouTube. Nothing else. There's no winning strategy. There's nothing to do. There's no one particular part to go so that you win on YouTube. There's yeah. there's nothing. There's no particular path. I can tell you people to maintain a, a, a equilibrium between a, a, a quality and quantity, but then there's no specific path. The only way not to lose on YouTube is to put out consistently and to put out quality videos. If you can do both of them, you'll survive on YouTube. And if you like making videos, firstly, initially, it's basically you like making videos. If you like making videos, be patient. Hard work, put out quality and uh, consistent content, and if you can do that, you'll definitely excel on YouTube. There's no doubt about it. 
So enjoy, put out videos, and then um, don't care about the hate comments. That's my only advice to the young. Thank you so much, Joss, for doing this podcast. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people listening to this, will obviously be inspired by what he's saying. And take a lot of takeaway and a lot of inputs, and they'll apply in that. youtube career so thanks a lot for doing this yeah. i mean very thank you so much gandesh for actually actually calling me i mean being this this smaller for youtuber calling me to your podcast that too as your first guest and then uh, interviewing me and and also uh, this is gandesh's first ever episode on tales so go hit that like share and subscribe button for him as well Support and also yeah subscribe channel. to roads cross team accounting it's amazing <laughs> the content is really good i'm telling you and also like i'm the manager of your cross you basically and it says i do there's like few people who edit time so those people have to tell do this do that that's it that's maximum thing but as it's amazing it's amazing our channel just go watch we love those videos the quality content what roads was talking about everything's present there and do support him because he's given a lot of advice to your people So do support him as well. Yes, thank you so much, Rohit. But anyways, thank you, Gandish. Also, I wish you all the best for all of your uh, further episodes with whoever you get uh, as your guest. Thank you. And so. I hope your tales becomes a mega success. Thank you. Anyways, thank you for tuning into today's podcast. I hope it was informative and entertaining at the same. Make sure you like, subscribe, and click on the bell button of the YouTube channel so that you're notified with the happenings of the channel. To listen to the audio format of the podcast, follow Tales on Spotify. Make sure you follow the Instagram and the Twitter social handle so that you're up to date with the podcast. Hoping to see you tune in the future episodes. Thank you.